words on water. Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. I'm the host, Travis Loop. Very delighted to be joined by two guests to talk about UN Water, WEF's new status as a partner, and UN Sustainable Development Goal 6. I am joined by Joachim Harlan, former UN Water Vice Chair and currently the Chief of UNEP's Freshwater Unit. Joachim, very happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I have Killian Christ, Associate Program Management Officer in the Freshwater Ecosystems Unit. Killian, glad to have you on as well. Thanks, Travis. Great to be here. Yeah, so the Water Environment Federation uh, was recently uh, accepted as a partner of UN Water. We are honored uh, and humbled to have this designation. Uh, we really look forward to continuing to contribute to SDG 6. We have over 30,000 water professionals working around the world uh, on, on water and sanitation issues, uh, and so really are, are happy to be part of, of UN Water. For folks that might not be familiar, what is UN Water? What is its work? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Travis. Uh, um, first, let, let's be clear that UN Water is not a UN organization. Uh, it is a coordination mechanism. So uh, because water cuts across so many different topics, uh, and we already have organizations in the UN family addressing, for example, food or health, uh, children, environment, so on. So, so instead of putting all that into one place, uh, UN water was created as a, a coordination mechanism. And, and it really is, is a place where we jointly then work on three main things. One is to inform policies around water. And I should say this is fresh water, not the marine side. Uh, we work on monitoring and reporting and also on actions um, uh, to inspire actions of, of various ways. And on this inspiring action, uh, uh, we, we, we have two annual events, the World Water Day on the 22nd of March, uh, which uh, has a specific theme and also comes with the World Water Development Report on that theme. And then we have the World Toilet Day, which is more related to, to sanit uh, yeah, water supply and sanitation issues, of course, uh, uh, on the, the 19th of November. Mm. Yeah, uh, and this episode uh, is being released on World Water Day, March 22nd. So hopefully some people are listening on World Water Day or certainly afterward. Um, what, what is the role of the, the members and the partners of UN Water? I, I mentioned that, that WEF is now a, a new partner. What are, what are the role of those entities? Yes, yeah, we're, very, we're very pleased to have WEF with us as, as a partner We'll come to that in a bit, but just talking on speaking of the role. So, so the role here is to collaborate on those three action areas that I talked about. Uh, so we 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 join forces uh, uh, in in different actions to inform policies, uh, and that could be through different publications, policy briefs, but it can also be engaging at very high level meetings and fora. 
including you know development of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, as an example. And now we have uh, the annual high-level political forum to follow up that progress. Uh, we also have a water action decade. We have now a global acceleration framework that has been launched uh, to to uh, to inform policy and and of course this is in turn then comes into the two other areas there uh, about monitoring and reporting which informs that that policy making and thirdly then to inspire to take action so the members and partners contribute in different ways and can take leading roles or, or supporting roles in in these various areas of work fantastic and then uh, as you alluded to your your thoughts on um, why WEF was accepted as a partner. Again, it's a tremendous honor. It's a prestigious group of partners uh, in UN Water. Uh, we're, we're, again, honored to be among them. Why, why was WEF uh, accepted? Well, uh, first of all, uh, we, we have certain criteria and, and, and WEF met these criteria. And I mean, fundamentally, it's because WEF is actively involved in water and sanitation. It has a capacity and a willingness to contribute to work that we're jointly doing through you and water. Uh, and there are a few th certain criteria that have to be in place uh, to be accepted as a partner, which, which we've uh, met uh, to have an extensive network of, of uh, a global network of members or partners and, and, and having a global presence of visibility, which you have. And that there's a specific expertise, which is related to our field of work. And, and that there's a focus also on improvement of the global welfare through your work, rather than just primarily advancing the interests of your members. So I think WEF is, is an excellent uh, uh, partner to you and Water, and, and we look forward to working together with you more. Uh, a key focus of, of work right now is the sustainable development goals, uh, sustainable, sustainable development goal number six, all about yeah. clean water and sanitation for everyone on our planet. Mm -hmm. um, could you talk a little bit more about SDG six and, and then why it's important to monitor progress toward right. SDG six on a country? Right. Yes, let me do so. And, and I'll also, uh, um, give the floor a little bit here to my colleague Kilian to complement this. Uh, uh, so, so SDG 6 to begin with, it's, it's a water and sanitation, but it's not strictly only about the services of water supply and sanitation. It embraces all aspects of fresh water. So, so within SDG 6, we have a number of targets. The first two targets are, are, are about the services, about household uh, water supply and, and sanitation, or not just households, but broadly that, that area work. But then we also go into uh, looking into uh, ambient water quality and about uh, treatment of wastewater. In the third target, we go into the first, fourth target, which is, which is now looking at more productive uses of water and water use efficiency. 80% uh, of, of, of water across the world is used in, in food production, mm. uh, basically in, in agriculture. So there's a lot of focus there. We also have the next uh, a target, which is uh, about integrated water resources management, how we manage water, 
how we govern water resources, uh, uh, both within countries, but also in a transboundary context. And then uh, we have the sixth target, which is uh, about uh, the status and health of freshwater ecosystems. So that brings us into the environmental dimensions uh, again, yet again. And this is where also where UNEP has a strong mandate. We, we're also looking uh, at um, how to bring, bring resources into this area and how we can have stakeholder collaboration to achieve SDG 6 as a whole. So that's, so it's, it's a quite a, a, a rounded a goal in that regard. What we don't have specifically in SDG 6, but which is part of Agenda 2030, is also the, the disasters, the floods and droughts. We do work on that topic in UN Water, but we don't see it in SDG 6, we see it in, 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 in other goals. Now, uh, why is it uh, important to monitor and report and what we're doing? I think I'll hand that over to you, Kilian. Uh, yeah, thanks, Joachim. And I mean, the, the simple answer to that is, of course, that we can only manage um, what we know, or we need data for these targets under SDG 6. So under these targets, there are specific indicators. We ask countries uh, to report on regularly and because only if there is data on these targets um, can we turn this data into knowledge and actually know uh, where action is needed, where do we need to intervene, um, uh, where is uh, scope for improvement, and are there maybe also some positive stories um, which other countries can learn from? Mm. I like that part there at the end. Also, it's not just to, to find out where the lagging is, but also to say, hey, this is a success story that others can try to copy and make more progress with. I, I like the positive side of things. Um, yeah, and if I, may, if I yeah. may just go in there, for where, for example, this can be a great opportunity also to identify where is the need for innovation? Where do mm -hmm. we need to do more? And how can your members you know, contribute to, to actually... Uh, helping countries advance and, and, and reach these goals and targets. Absolutely. So uh, how is how is uh, UN Water helping to support countries in monitoring? Um, yes, so Joachim already gave the overview of SDG 6. It's basically the whole water cycle. Mm -hmm. And this, of course, touches on the mandate of various UN agencies. So the different indicators under the targets uh, within SDG 6 uh, have different custodian agencies. And for example, the environment program is the custodian for three of the indicators under SDG 6. And to, because so many different agencies are involved, UN Water created the Integrated Monitoring Initiative for SDG 6 which harmonizes um, the outreach of these different um, agencies to countries and to approach them jointly with a request for data, with a request to update uh, the information on the indicator. But of course, um, all, some indicators under SDG 6 already existed before the SDG era, actually. For example, in the MDG era, the water supply and sanitation indicators um, already existed before, but some indicators were completely new, especially the 
environmental indicators are new in the SDG era. So for those, the different custodian agencies first had to actually develop a methodology because the target says the target is to uh, have good water quality, but how do you actually measure that? <laughs> and so indicators needed to be developed. Uh, that's, that was the initial phase when the whole SDG era started. Um, and then, of course, these new methodologies were uh, developed together with some pilot countries. And then once they were um, decided or developed, these methodologies have to be regular regularly in so-called data drives uh, rolled out to countries. Um, usually we do this now every three years and we ask countries uh, using this common methodology for this indicator, please um, report on the latest status. What is the situation, for example, with indicator 632 on water quality? Mm. But of course, for countries, this is also or this was also news, so the U different UN agencies involved uh, provided uh, support in the form of technical documents, workshops. And now, during the COVID times, this a lot of this has moved online through webinars and individual calls. Um, uh, we assist them in filling the different reporting templates. So there are several means of um, support. And in the end, um, it's very important to have a good, uh, to have a focal point in the country who's responsible for reporting on this information. And then we work with this focal point. And after a bit of back and forth, uh, the countries. Uh, yeah. report to us. You, you mentioned uh, indicator 6.32 on water quality. What do we know about uh, the status of that indicator around the world right now? Uh, that's, that's a good question because the indicator asks about uh, good ambient water quality and of course the first question is what, what actually is good quality <laughs> and so we have a very, very rough definition is that it doesn't damage ecosystem function and poses no risk to human health. Mm. But of course, even naturally, there's a wide variation of water qualities. Um, but, but roughly, that's, that's the definition applied. Um, so to report on the indicator countries, of course, on the one hand, need monitoring data, that is monitoring stations, regular sample taking, they need to have some basic data management. And then they also need the indicator works to um, work with targets. So the different core parameters which make up the indicator um, need to um, the samples taken by the countries need to uh, hit certain targets or not exceed certain targets. And this is another difficulty. How do you actually define these targets? These vary from water body to water body. And um, mm -hmm. this is up to the country on how to set these target values. But of course, we assist countries in how to how to get to the most meaningful target values per country. 
And um, in this round of data collection, 2020, the, um, the last date round of data collection, we managed to, for indicator 632 on water quality, managed to collect data from 89 countries. Wow. Which, um, which is good. And especially almost, we doubled almost from the previous round of data collection in 2017. Uh, so, so we're getting there. And overall, the data shows from a total of 75,000 water bodies, which were assessed um, in 89 countries, around 60% still are in what is defined according to the indicator as good water quality. Okay. So that, of course, is encouraging and um, because protection is often easier than restoration. We encourage countries to, to do everything so that the water quality of the actual good water bodies doesn't decrease. But on the other hand, it also means that around 40% of water bodies in these countries are somehow polluted. Hmm. And that is, of course, also a challenge. And I find that at the same time, I find that percentage mm -hmm. interesting because just in my work, that seems to be generally what I'm aware of in the United States is it's almost like a two thirds, uh, two thirds of water bodies are in decent health. And I know a third are impaired, you know, have a certain pollutant that is mm -hmm. a, a problem. So that's really interesting to hear that it's almost similar in these other, you know, up to 90 countries there. That's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. But of course, on the one hand, there are still many countries which did not manage to report this um, in this round of data collection. And also within the countries that reported, there are big variations with the quality of the um, reported data. So some countries used thousands of data points to collect the indicator. Some countries didn't have that many data points available, which of course decreases the reliability of the indicator. But um, mm -hmm. yeah. so we're working with countries, of course, on on improving this. But um, one major um, capacity challenge we face in many countries is the the whole data management. And mm -hmm. once data or samples are taken, that's that's just the first step. This data needs to be um, managed properly because and assessed because only when when you turn data into knowledge is it useful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, is there another example where the the situation is very different for compiling the data in a similar way to to this indicator? Uh, yes, another indicator UNEP is custodian for is 661, that is on freshwater ecosystems. And this one um, uses satellite Earth observation to collect the data. And it measures the change and extent of freshwater ecosystems in countries, that is reservoirs and lakes and um, uh, mangroves and wetlands and uses these data, uh, uses these satellite observations to, to calculate how, 
how do these change over time within countries? And um, this data approach or this approach using satellite data, of course, allows us to use a global data set to, to report country for, uh, to report data for every country and to have the reporting process more or less automized, mm. which, um, which, which makes it easier to create a global picture. Yeah, that, that certainly helps, right? When you can take the manual yeah. labor out of that, that process. Um, uh, yes. I, I know that uh, there's some, some, a new brief that's, that's being released. Um, what can you say about it? Yes, this new brief. So like 632, all the other SDG6 indicators, of course, um, within this integrated monitoring initiative collected data last year. And this, this new brief is um, provides an update based on this recently collected data on where we are with regards to SDG 6. And are we on track to reach the targets or are we not on track? Um, to reach the targets and and in very short <laughs> report shows that we need to do more um, but of course uh, taking action and implementing solutions is also a res responsibility um, for the country so this report which provides an update on where we are and what needs to be done uh, especially targets um, policy makers and also tries to convince decision makers of the economic case. Um, as with the World Water Day motto, um, valuing water. So investing in water has a positive effect on health, mm -hmm. well-being, education, tourism, development, and so on. So mm. action needs to be taken. But of course, everyone needs to be involved. It's not only the policymakers who need to um take decision um civil society ngos the private sector academia um need to be involved and the report is of course also relevant to them absolutely if i may if i may just add a little bit here because this actually in a nutshell illustrates how you and water operates because here we have you know our monitoring uh, integrated monitoring initiative that informs and 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 we build a, a policy brief an update on that which in turn now is going to be discussed by uh, in a, a one-day session by the president of the general assembly it's going to happen on the 18th uh, it's it's um, it's linked to the world water day mm. and and the idea is that this in turn then will lead to to uh, countries to take action so so we we're trying to make that connection between um, the data, the reporting, the analysis, informing the policy and then linking policy into taking action. It can be action related to financing. It can be action related to certain gaps and, and, and the need for, for new technologies and so on. Uh, and, and it can vary also, you know, geographically across the world. So, so this is a step in that direction. And, and uh, the next major event after World Water Day is going to be an event uh, at the High Level Political Forum in July, when we also have an event there, which will be uh, where we present uh, also um, results and, and go deeper into this dialogue. Mm -hmm. so, so I think we, we're quite excited about this. 
uh, that that we have water so high on the global agenda. And we, we, we welcome you to take active part in that too. Fantastic. Thank you for the invitation. And Joachim and Killian, thank you for all of this information and perspective. Uh, very informative. I'm excited to, to share this with our, our podcast audience. Uh, again, we are, we are so privileged to be part of UN Water and look forward to uh, helping this, this global effort to, to clean water and sanitation. But thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. Words on water.